Welcome to another episode, episode 91 of the Struggling Hunters. You got Eric over there in Colorado, and you got me, Joe, here in Utah. And if you're uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, we get on once a week, share thoughts on uh, on hunting, elk hunting, deer hunting, uh, maybe some of the things that we're going through. Uh, we kind of, um, what do you our premises on the struggling hunters is, you know, like the hunting community, um, be, be better this next year than you were this year. And, uh, you know, passion for the sport. Um, as the name says it, we're, we are struggling hunters. (laughs) Uh, we'll probably always be, we plan to improve ourselves, but, uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, those that have been listening to us, we appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the ride as much as we have. Um, we appreciate you sticking through and, and, uh, and staying with us. But so this, this week's episode on 91, uh, we're going to be talking about, if you've been following us, we've, we've been going through an article with uh, the American hunter and uh, it's um, the, it's bow hunting elk and there's a couple different topics that they have. So, we're going to be going over number six and then we're going to be talking about for those of you that have probably been following, I don't know. If, uh, I've just got turned on to him this last year, but the guy's YouTube channel called uh, elk shape, Dan Stanton, I believe is his name. Um, he had an, uh, an incident, I guess if you want to call it an incident in New Mexico, that we're going to discuss and you know, give our, our two cents on, on what happened um but i guess with that i don't have anything else as far as the introduction goes that's going to be more or less the gist of our uh, podcast today so uh please stay tuned and uh and give us a, a listen for the remainder of this episode so number six is where we're at in our uh, little magazine article you want me to go uh, I don't know. I, I, I was looking for something and, uh, and I, I know that it's, uh, it's, you know, uh, sound like an elk and I, I guess I didn't quite, <clears throat> sorry if I sound a little froggy, uh, but <clears throat> I wasn't quite too sure on how to, on if we wanted to read a little bit from the article or, or just kind of give our, our two cents on it, but I'll let you, I guess, Take it from there. <laughs> are, are you sure, Big Show? Well, you know, I feel like I just murdered that and lost my uh, <laughs> my ability to be called the Big Show because I uh, I dropped the ball. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, you're never not gonna be the Big Show in my eyes. So, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. That, so, getting back to the podcast, though. Uh, yeah, number six this week is sound like an elk. Um, there's a couple of things in the in the article that are or in the paragraph that it it has here. Uh, the idea that elk have heard it all. Uh, I think that's that's true nowadays. You know, is everybody has a reed and a, and a bugle tube and you know cow calls. So, uh, you know, I feel like by the by the end of the season, at times. Um, they're they're kind of tuned in to to what it you know what the fake 
bugle sound like <laughs> and the fake cow call sound like and and uh um but also to further on that point though is is uh is going into further like sounding like an elk is is uh you know snapping twigs rustling brush um knock on a stick against deadfall logs and i'd say that that's something you know like when i first read the, the the title you know sound like an elk my mind went directly towards bugling or cow calling oh gotcha like you know like what you just read sounding like an elk like that's the other half to it like that's bugling cow calling or chirping or whatever that's 50 percent of it right but you know like but if you got a if you're a bull that's in the rut and you know i guess i guess i haven't seen it personally i've i've seen evidence of rubs and whatnot and seen uh you know horns broke off antlers broke off but you know elk are gonna make make noise one they're big animals and two when that rut's going on you know they're they want they want to show the intimidation you know yeah yeah Yeah, well you know i'll tell you that's one thing that i i really like about elk hunting is you don't have to you don't have to try to be a ninja going through the woods necessarily you know you could snap a twig or two and not really worry about the whole mountain or you know all the elk running off the mountain because more than likely they 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 probably won't jump at that first twig snap or whatever you know because they're, they're gonna think oh right. one of us you know yeah and uh so it, it, i mean that stuff kind of all it works out in your favor to to make a little bit of noise and and uh i remember years ago whenever i was a young guy guy told me that he said he said most people try to creep around the woods and hunt their elk and try not to make a noise he's like i'm practically running through the woods making all the noise and i'm like that really works you know it, it blew my mind you know because i was you know hunting whitetail and everything you're trying to right be yeah, very I, I, very I, quiet <laughs> yeah hunting hunting whitetail exactly like i growing up like that you know like thinking back there was a guy growing up that told me the same i think i can't remember it's been long enough now i can't remember if it was him or another buddy but they were bow hunting and uh they came across the herd down down in this in the in a little valley or something on a hillside and i can't remember is this guy or his buddy but he just took off running like into the herd uh-huh. You know, not running around trees or, you know, like trying to be quiet, but he just took off running. And I guess that worked and it got him into him. And, you know, like I've heard that story and I was you know, like, like I heard it when I was a teenager and here I am, you know, in my thirties and I'm just barely realizing that, no, that is a tactic. You know, you, you don't have to be a stealthy Sammy, you know, you, you, you can make noise and just don't, you know, use your aluminum arrows. I know we don't use aluminum arrows, but you know, to to make the noise with it, your you know, metal sounds. If you use those natural sounding noises, to them, that's an elk. Yeah, and it's taken me this long to comprehend that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I think everything is trial and error too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things 
that I didn't do in the past that I done this last year and found success. And I'm like, wow, that really does work, you know? And, and I think everything is trial and error and whatever works for you, you know, I mean, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, I guess is whatever works for you. But these are just tips of, um, you know, sounding like an elk is just a tip to try to get closer to elk. And, and like a, my little, my experience, it works, it works, you know, um, and, and like I said, the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway with this pointer is besides the bugling side is, uh, is the snapping the twigs and stuff. Uh, I like the, the idea of it that, you know, you can kind of make a mistake if you will. And, you know, cause you're trying to be quiet, but I mean, if you, you know, you snap a twig or whatever, it's not the end of the world. Whenever you're, right. when you're elk hunting, the biggest thing is, is being winded by an elk. I mean, right. Technically that's, that's one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is if you're winded. So correct. So you can, you can correct. snap a twig or, you know, whatever, but it's the winded part. That's the biggest part. Right. But going that's on one thing, the one thing you can't fool is his nose. You exactly. might be able to fool his ears. You might be able to get away with his eyesight. You might get away with his fooling his, his intuition. But as soon as his nose says, that's no elk, he gone. He, he's gone, gone. He gone. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. But I wanted to, I wanted to also add in, cause this is something that I, that I did this last year and, and I think it actually helps. Um, so sounding like an elk, uh, with the bugling and everything, you know, like, uh, I think, I think sometimes you can kind of sound, um, you know, they, they could, they could predict what, if you're a human or not. Right. But if you bring an extra read with you, which I did this year and I would blow on, I would, blow on both reeds and I would, especially with cow calls, I would take one read and make a cow call, grab the other read, make a cow call. And, um, I think it kind of helps. I think it kind of helps mix it up, makes it sound like there's more than just one cow or, you know, hopefully this next year, which I probably should start working on it now, I guess. Correct. Is, is, but, uh, learning, learning the the different next hunting season start. Uh, as soon as the last one ended, correct. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Sorry, Bear. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, I, I I was with you though. I knew what you were talking about. Um, but yeah, learning learning the different pitches of cows, cow calls, right. and stuff. I think uh, think yeah. that would that would definitely help us. Kinda, get... On that note, like I've had a hard time trying to find something that kind of explains what the different cow calls are and go over with you. So my thought was, I haven't done it yet, but I just had this, I think it was this weekend, uh, was just going to download an app, like a cow or an elk calling app, you know, like elk noises app, and then just see if it has like the different sounds that cow makes. And then that way, it, you know, like it might hopefully it'll explain a little bit what that sound is. And I can just hit that sound over and over in the app and then just try to mimic it. You think that, do they have an app out there? Or, I'm or- sure they do. Or are you just going to look for it? Because that's a great idea, actually. Because I'm sure if they have a list list of like a calf cow and right or, or a calf and a cow and a, a calf calling for his 
mom or whatever a cow right, call for people are always like you gotta know these different types of calls and it's like okay where do i learn that like yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, I know i gotta be out in the woods but like i can't be out there 100 percent of the time following a herd around and be like oh that that there's a little cow calling for its mom like i do understand that's there's gonna be a pitch difference but you know i don't know what where to cut it off and when to lay into it I feel like I feel like if you YouTube like uh elk calling uh competitions they they might have when I was thinking of trying to find a way to do it as I drive drive to and from work too. Oh I see, yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Anyways, I went down or took us down a rabbit hole there trying to sound like an elk and I think I took took off off the platform that you were, you were well, going down your rabbit hole. But, but I will say though, that's a pretty hot tip though. I, I mean, I, I, it was, a, whenever I heard it, I thought it was a good idea. So I'm sure other people that hear that probably think the same thing. So I think it was worth the, the rabbit hole. Good. <laughs> but well, speaking of elk, I mean, the other topic that we were going to talk about was, uh, was like Joe said earlier is uh, there's a YouTube channel out there called Elk Shape. Some of you guys probably heard of him before or watched him. Um, he has a, pr- a fairly sizable channel. Uh, yeah. But anyways, Joe and I have been watching some of his stuff and seems like a pretty good guy. Um, but he just released a couple videos uh, within the last week or so. And yeah. uh, uh, with uh, him hunting down in New Mexico, and uh he was out there hunting and uh well he called out unit nine in new mexico so i i don't right. know uh I, it doesn't really mean much to me because i've never never been over there but uh uh he he called out unit nine in new mexico and and the premise of this is is there was uh they were they were running around hunting and and he he called out in the video he said he said man there's there's like this this truck that was like in the middle of the road and you know it didn't really make sense but you know it's like these these guys down here are kind of kind of a-holes they're doing a-hole moves you know and and um i i don't know if you want to explain it from there or or go into it i I think you're doing a good good okay (laughs) so as uh as he kept or as the the uh show went on uh toward the end of the first, the part one of this, this, uh, YouTube video, uh, you look it up and see if you can find the title just to kind of help. Um, anyways, of this YouTube video, he, uh, he said, uh, this, this guy came up to him and, and was telling him that it, that they were on private property but it was public land. It was state land, but it was, it was uh leased out for hunting rights to, uh, uh, was it Floyd Lee? Yeah. Floyd Lee. <laughs> I heard, I mean, the, the I was kind of cracking up in whenever I was watching that. Cause I'm like, I'm like this Floyd Lee guy, man, he's getting picked on so hard right now. Cause <laughs> they said his name like a million times. It seemed like, but anyways, um, so there's three videos and the first one is uh new mexico archery elk a wild a hunt and then the second one is kicked off public land 
the New Mexico dirt. Uh, the third one is kicked off public land part two trying. Oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> trying to tag out. So those gotcha. are the three episodes. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. Anyways, um, definitely a good, good episode to watch. I mean, I, I enjoyed b- besides the drama, uh, I, the drama probably kept me engaged, but I thought it was a good video all the way around. Um, I mean, I've been watching him a little bit before that anyway. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I like his content, but anyway, um, he, uh, I guess the premise of all this is, is there was an outfitter company that was in this area and it seemed like they were doing some shady stuff as far flying as helicopters tra- low fly. Um, yeah. I forgot about the helicopter. Good. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Flying helicopters low, um, getting up on the top of this, this knob and glassing down and walking down, telling people they were on private property. Yeah that they they couldn't hunt elk down there they could be on the property but they couldn't hunt on the property or something like that too yeah and and you know whenever uh dan dan is his name when dan was asking the guy he goes he goes wait so am i on state state property right now and and it was funny because he was like yeah you're on state property but you can't be here and he's like well that doesn't make sense or you know it was something in that premise but uh and and uh you know, good on Dan though to to, in my opinion, good on him to keep you know asking the question and really not right. letting it go because that that's ridiculous. So right. to try to give more to the story is it was an outfitter company that company that was you know for their clients trying to kick other public hunters off of this of state land. land, and the thing is, is they were trying to say that it was leased out for hunting. But and for cattle grazing and for cattle grazing, which even where I hunt that, like, I mean, that's a, that, that, that goes on everywhere. You know, they lease out oh, yeah. land for cattle or whatever that goes on everywhere, but leasing out land for just hunting, like public land is public land. So they were being shady. And that man, that guy, right. that, that the guy that was trying to push this, like, um, I, I was, I, I give it. I give it to Dan. I give it to Dan for being is. I know that he was probably. I deep down inside he was probably pretty agitated. Right. And I give it to him for being as calm as he was because I was like, I was like, dude. At some point, I would just flip the flip flip the script to be like, dude, you need to shut up and drive out of here before I flip out on you because, like, just listening to that guy was was ticking me off and. And I kept thinking, I'm like, man, do, do, do people well, really do this? Like right. that was the thing that was mind boggling me. I'm like, I've never had that kind of trouble out in the. Right. Well, and the other thing too, for me was a factor. He's like, Dan, I think it was Dan finally says, well, I want the fishing game officer here. Do you have him on speed dial? What's his name? Yeah. And, and then know, again, the guy's like, oh, I don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't even know the guy. It's like, well. Well, wouldn't you, if you have this problem every year of people supposedly trespassing onto your hunting rights land, wouldn't you have the game warden like, hey, I have someone out here that's not supposed to be here? Would, yeah. like, wouldn't you take care of it that way if it was the right thing to do, if it was legal what you were doing? Yeah. 
I can't believe that stuff goes on, but you know, anybody listening to this, I guess that, you know, I mean, we're just cussing and discussing about it, but one thing is don't put up with that kind of stuff from anybody. Cause public land is public land. And that was the thing too, is Danny is like, I have it on Onyx. Like I know Onyx isn't the be all tell all, but like I've been tracking my track all day and I haven't went on private at all. I've been on state land. He's like, what are you talking about? And, the, and then that guy's like, well, I was up on the hill watching you cross the pr- private property. He's like, but I got my tracks right here. Like, right. You know, that, that was the part where I was like, that's where I'm like, man, I got, I got to hand it to him for staying pretty, pretty calm because that guy, that's where I was kind of really getting like, man, that guy is an a-hole. Right. Here's, here's the thing is these guys are pushing that. Public land is public land. We all right. own that. And dealing with other hunters, it sucks sometimes. Sometimes you get right. blown out of your spot that you wanted to put all your time in. You get blown out of your spot because there's somebody else there first. My thought is, is if they're there first, you turn around and try to go the other way because they were there first. They beat you there. Right. Uh, you know, not everybody thinks that way, but that the, I, I feel like that's the, the, the gentleman's agreement is if somebody else is there before you, you turn around and you, 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 you have to come up with a new game plan. If you're there before them, they have to come up with a new game plan or you guys could work together. Maybe, maybe, Hey, right. you know, I'm just passing through this area. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go this way. You know, does that work for you? Yeah, that works for me. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working this way or what, whatever the case may be. But that's what we got to do as public land people. But the part that made me the most like agitated about it or made me all fired up about it is, is the fact that another man who is equal to you that, I mean, and, and technically Dan spent more money, more likely spent more money on, on his tag than, than that guy anyway, but that's neither here or there. That's because Dan was from out of state, but the the point is is like they're equal there there there's right. equal there there's equality there and for another person to be like well i deserve this more than you do where where do they get that right that's what makes me very agitated about people that do this cuz it's like we're all sharing public land you know and and yeah. if you pay to be there if you pay the state to be there to hunt that animal you have just as much right as anybody else. Now, I mean, I know the spin on this outfitter guy. Uh, you know, I mean, he was just trying to get people away, but like the 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 kahunas that this guy had to be like, no, no, you can't be here. Right. Well, I thought it was interesting too how he kept going, Oh, go talk to Floyd Lee. He'll be happy to talk to you. Go talk to him. And instead of like, no, go talk to the fish and game guy. Go talk to, you know, like why can't we go to the people that actually have the authority? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to go take it to Floyd Lee. Like that didn't make any sense either. Yeah. The whole of thing didn't make any sense, but Floyd well, Lee's making money off the tag. So of course he's going to say you can't be there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, that, that was, uh, that was some, that was some dirty stuff. And, and, you know, is that ethical hunting too, by the way? Like, uh, so they were flying helicopters, which is, uh, I, I don't know the penalty behind it, but, uh, 
I, as far as I understand is, is it's illegal to hunt or to fly above where you're hunting within a few days of hunting there. Right. It might even be a week. What is it? I know like 24 hours, like you have to, if you fly over where you're hunting, you have to wait a whole 24 hours before you can go out. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like Colorado is, is more time than that. It's something that I kind of like glassed over whenever I was going through the regs, but I, I didn't retain it. Cause it doesn't, I mean, I, what are you going to fly over your hunting area? <laughs> yeah. I don't have, I don't have access to a plane. So, or a helicopter. Um, but, uh, yeah, this guy, like the money that it takes to fly over an area. That's where I'm like, I'm like, what, what is this? Is this even, I mean, they're outfitters. So they're trying to, they're trying to, uh, you know, they're making money by guiding people and stuff. So, um, I mean, I guess I get that they would do this because the penalty is less than what the money that they're making for guiding the hunt, but it's just unethical. I guess that's my point is, and there, there's other horror stories, like kind of going off of that. We could get back to it in a second, but I know you've told me of, of, um, outfitters that you've heard stories about over there in utah yeah that do some pretty unethical stuff and try to try to like block the roads for uh for regular or you know your everyday hunter to go through right i haven't been part of any like when i say a part of it i wasn't like i was the one blocking roads but i mean i haven't been a part of like (laughs) you gotta watch out for big show over here man he'll block all the roads (laughs) uh but i haven't you know seen any seen it happen i've just I've had some pretty uh, people that won't BS you um, tell me about it, about stories that they've seen and had stuff happen to them, to their friends and stuff out in the woods. Yeah. 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 It's just kind of a dirty game. I mean, I know outfitters they're, they're running a business and, and stuff, but. Well, that's like, I thought it was interesting too, where that dude, wish I can remember. I guess it doesn't matter. I can't remember that guy's name that was working for Floyd Lee, but uh, how he's like, well, if you paid so much money for a tag to be guided, wouldn't you want all your chances and have people coming over here and taking that away from you? Wouldn't you be pissed? And like Dan's like, I'm pissed that I can't, you're, you're kicking me off this property that I have every right to be on. Yeah. I'm paying my taxes. I've, you know, this isn't cheap, easy for me. Like I'm, you know, it goes both ways here. <laughs> Just because they're paying ten thousand dollars doesn't make make them more of a hunter than me. That's paid twelve hundred dollars plus gas to get here. Yeah, they're 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 paying they're paying that ten thousand dollars to that guy. Right. But at the like, whenever it comes to the 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 tag, it's the same price either way. So, you know, like that has nothing to do with the state. The state didn't say, hey, if you pay $10,000. You can't be, uh, nobody else can hunt on this. Like that's a state thing. That's not an, that that's the outfitter being greedy. That's not the, that's not the state saying this is a $10,000 area that, you know, like, you you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. It makes me cringe. You, You know, I've always been kind of a, uh, I mean, and you know, maybe this is why I don't have the success rate, but I've always been more of a D DIY guy whenever it comes to hunting. Like I, the, the idea of having to get an outfitter, I've always been like, yeah, 
not for me. I, and I'm not, I mean, I know there's ethical outfitters and stuff and, you know, um, correct. I mean, you know, I think they, I think most of them do a great job and stuff, but, um, uh, I don't know that kind of stuff. Just, it puts a bad name for the good, the good outfitters. I'll put it that way. It, right. it puts a bad, bad name, but you know, I'm glad that, uh, elk shape the elk shape channel uh put that video out there and and really really showed that because uh i i know so uh i was watching it all last night and and i sent it over to joe and i'm like we gotta talk about this tomorrow and he's like i've already seen those videos and but uh you know the point is is like yeah it just it was it fired me up i was just like man what about what about you though? I feel like I've been kind of talking about all of this and you've been kind of agreeing, but like how do you feel about it? Well, it's like one of those things, like how shady is it? You know, like yeah, he's kind of claiming like, well, my clients pay X amount of dollars to be here. And you know, and like Dan's like, no, I've paid X amount of dollars to be here too, and I have every right to be on the state property. And you know, like, yeah. And it's you know, I got that guy is probably getting paid. He says he's a blue collar guy, just like us, but that was on the Floyd Lee side of the fence. But you know, that seemed he he got to be paid a lot of money to to deal with kicking people off of public property, state owned property. Man, but, I, I one thing about that because I, I I was thinking that too. I'm like, man, how much does that guy make? And like, if it would have been legit, that's one thing. But I was like, right, right. I was. Whenever I was watching that, I'm like, I would hate that job. That job would not yeah. be fun for me. No. And because, well, at first, the way it was presented, well, I don't want to give the, I mean, we've kind of given it away a little yeah, bit. I but would, you, I'd say go ahead and talk about it. Um, The way it was presented, I, I so the way, the way that the, the videos were presented is like toward the end of the, the part one of that video. I'm like, well, what happened? Like, what was it? was it was the guy being truthful or was he you know so i was like i gotta watch the next episode obviously because right um because i was confused too because i'm like yeah i've never i mean because when they were talking about it like the, my first thought and they ended up saying it but my first thought is i've heard of cattle leases but hunting leases like what, what right what yeah. is that you know from state land i'm like i'm like man i i know there's so much more i gotta learn about about uh, you know, hunting regs and stuff like that, but I've never heard of that, you know? So I'm sitting there thinking that. And then um, the next episode comes along and they're like, they have the uh, fish and game officer on, on the phone. And, and he's like, you can hunt that, you know? And, um, and I was like, man, but before all that, I was like, before I knew for sure, or on that first video, before I knew for sure, if, if I was like, man, that job would suck to have to kick people, you know, people thinking that they're doing the right thing. And then you're like, no, nah, you can't be here kind of thing. I'm like, that job would suck. And then, but then it flipped whenever I found out the, or whenever the, the, the next episode said the other way and was like, was like, no, that's open to everybody. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I was like, man, that sleaze ball, man, that guy is a sleaze ball. I'm glad. I'm glad that, I mean, it doesn't, it might not matter unless you're from New Mexico, but I'm glad that uh, Dan actually showed his face on that, on that video, you know, cause sometimes I'll blur the face out or whatnot, but 
Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I'm glad that he did it though. Cause dude, those sleaze balls don't need to. Right. You know, they need to be, they need to be ousted. If yeah. oust, if that's the right word. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was, uh, that was it. That was an interesting episode. And 